Diablo Bang. Shakalaka. Shakalaka boom. That was a clap. Thunderclap. The gavel bang from heaven. That was Odin's hammer. Bring in. That ain't no bull, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're all back, babies. How So, everyone, how was your night? It was great. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, still getting used to it. Uh. <laughs> We're almost done with season one. Maybe by season two. We'll have it all, all hashed out. Maybe by season two, Harry will be nicer. Harry what is, is buckle. Call me Harry. <laughs> Don't call me Judge. And jeez Louise. Yeah. Just a, well, she should eat a fucking candy bar. Check his blood sugar. He was a fucking snippy little. He was jerk. dressed like one, too. Oh, man. He can't even change a baby. <sighs> he should have lost his position at the end of this episode. I mean, I'm, right? all, I'm all for letting things slide. That was a big slide. Old Ernie oh, has got a rough road ahead. <laughs> yeah, for you. <laughs> no, I really, I put it down. I was just like, wow. <laughs> I just didn't see that coming. Yeah, I think that one of my notes is literally just, wow, Harry's a big butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a butthole, but then like, and he's being buttholy. But then I was like, but holy cow, you cannot give the care over back over to this woman nothing against it everybody needs a break but that was like a big break i think i don't know you you guys tell me when you when you have some abandonment in a in a few months <laughs> yeah <laughs> casey when you're left when you're left solo with some ohio judge with mitch judge mitch you guys tell me tell me if tell me if you're going to remand uh remand no it we're over, both going to uh, leave we're go- both going to leave Mitch with the baby. Yeah. It'll just be Mitch going, they'll come back. <laughs> as long as I don't see him rocking as neurotically as Bull does when he rocks a baby. That was so, like, you see someone rock a, I will get into it, but you see, we'll get into it, right? Yeah, yeah well, that's what, yeah. we'll get into it. Because it's, right. it's right in the title. It's right in the I title. Guess, oh, yeah, we should oh, do our. Bull's baby. Bull's baby. But I guess so we should. Please rise. Please be the... seated. Oh, shit. We'll, we'll be seated. We've risen. Have, now we're we... seated. They've, they've been standing the whole time. And we thou shalt ri- rise again. <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll, I'll, I'll zip it so you don't have uh... to skip it. <laughs> so now that we're all risen, uh, the court's back, baby. We're all back. With me, as always, is the Honorable H.K. Freibold. Howdy. Judge in charge. Oh, I didn't judge like that howdy. Jeans. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> howdy. And also the the defense attorney, A.L. Gehring. Hello. And She's got some competition. The, I got to tell you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, the abandoned baby, me, Casey Van Heel. <laughs> oh, you were the abandoned baby. Always. We call him Judge. When we're doing the podcast, Ash. Yeah, you oh call me. Yeah. Know our place. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Oh. Ask, ask, <laughs> and the night court gods shall deliver, but like a monkey's paw or a bull's hoof, 
careful what you wish for. <laughs> True. Yeah. Because I'm like, when are we going to get our straight up bull episode? And we get one. <sighs> And it's really fucking weird. It's weird. Like, yeah. and I love weird, and I love many parts of this. But this is yeah. like, was, I'm like, it, I, 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 on, I, I got two, I got two viewings, and after the first viewing, I gotta tell you, I always put a slot at the end of my notes that says gavel bang, and then an underscore for my points, and I just went question mark like i i had to watch it again i was like i did it's i had the it's like watching like we all love like true crime and horrific documentaries it's like when you watch like the pervert park documentary it's just like i feel weird yeah i don't feel it was funny it's funny but i just felt yeah it, odd it's like when your brain tells you something it's like when your brain tells you danger. It's a subconscious thing. Yeah. Like something doesn't Don't fit. Don't get enjoyment. Yeah. Nobody has a large letter on their door. Go ahead. No, ever, we've been ever. we've been taken out of court before yes. in scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But none we've never been taken out nearly permanently. Yeah. And so yeah. aggressively. Yeah. So I think that was jarring for me too, just the fact that we were in another realm and it wasn't for just like a one scene sake like right it was like we are now all here like now the whole team is here in this place not only then it was the weirdest place on the face in true. new york city like the last episode we got to see a tv station but it was just here sure yeah it was right and it, technically it you're kind of watching the the you know it's yeah. it's connected via the tv you know what i'm saying like there's there's a little it's a little bit different and then you go straight back to the court. No, it's as true. As it should be. Like, this was a the, good amount. Everybody was unmoored if I, and lost look, in the bold I, dimension for this episode. Yeah, like, it was, I mean, it, so it's very unsettling. Yeah, adrift yeah. in the bulliverse. If I want to see a New York City apartment, I'll watch Friends. And if I want to go to the strangest, if I want to go to the depths of insanity, I'll read Carl Panzram's biography. But I'm not gonna go to Bull's apartment building and see uh, his Harry Henderson world. It no, it reminds me, and we'll get more into it once we get there. But it's the B. It the rem- B is what got it me. Reminds God, me. That's that- weird. That's weird. <laughs> uh, no, it reminds me of the documentary. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. It was called Dark Days. Okay, and it's a black and white documentary. And it was this crew goes into the hobo community, and it wasn't a urban legend. Like hobos lived underneath parts of Central Park. Still do. Oh apparently. yeah, yeah, totally. But it was for the the Amtrak trains. So they had built these like three like some of these like apartments are nicer than proper New York apartments. Like, oh, I know what two you're... story yes. shacks they built into the subterranean, but they all. This reminded me of those scenes where you get inside the hobo apartment. He's like, yeah, I got an old TV hooked to a car battery, half of a Sega, uh, just a pile of shoes. Squatter's rights. like gas, but it's okay. Squatter's rights. The giant wooden bee. God. I mean, yeah, the giant wooden bee. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, I, but, but hey, bull likes him big. Big old proportionate. I gotta come back to it. They're trying really hard. He's a tall tale. He's a tall tale, but he, I guess Beef I just, onion. 
They should have cast around Bull then because he just, I, I'm going to stop harping on it eventually, I'm sure, but he just doesn't look that big to me. Because Harry's fucking no. big, and John Larroquette's six foot eight, and, you know, but... Um, yeah, the cast, it's a very tall cast. It is a tall cast. It's it's a well. That's what I was gonna say. Like you, you mentioned like that they're tall. Like if you put me in a scene against Bull, being five foot two, like if I don't have any heels on, like that's gonna be a huge difference. Like it's gonna be, uh, you know, comedic. I would say you're probably about as tall as Selma. He'd be uh, holding you like uh, Baby Ernie. Oh yeah, changing your diaper. Oh my God, let's hope not. He uh oh well. I was going to say, yeah, you should hope not, because he'll leave it to some dirty scoundrel who doesn't want to touch you anyways. Right. Would rather give you to fucking Slugworth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so what we're getting at is episode 12, Bull's Baby, and this Baby- is the penultimate. There's some mm-hmm. bull happening here. There is some bull. Yeah, next is the season finale. So this is our- This is our penultimate episode. Apertif to the finale. (laughs) And I, you know what? I hate to say it, but I already took a sip of the finale on accident because when I watch it, the platform I watch it on Amazon, it goes straight to the next episode. I'm not going to spoil it, but I saw the first three seconds of the next episode. And one of our, one of our callback characters is right there giving a spit shine right at the old beginning. Oh, perfect. (laughs) If you like nice, getting nice. caught in the rain, <laughs> what's it? What just just for curiosity's sake? Because it, it's just interesting that the spiral that we've been in for the last few episodes. What's the name of the next episode? The next, the next one. Yeah. Uh, next episode. It's called. Wait. Oh my god! I print. It printed off half. So literally. So the paper I have. I'm showing you. I have my printout mm. right of episodes and descriptions. So it, it only printed half of episode 13. So what I have is episode 13's called Hi, Honey, and it was written by Gary. Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> oh, that Gary. Oh, that Gary. Oh, Gary. So, so I don't know what the last Street one is. Street artist but, uh, Gary. When does, uh, so uh, the, like, as far as, like, shows and sitcom world goes, you you guys probably know this better than me. Um after they air the last episode, like when do shows, when do networks make a decision on if a show is coming back? Do they make it? Would they have made it mid season here or would they always? As like, of, I'll take this. It. All right. So there's a thing um, called the upfronts yeah. and it happens in the spring and it's usually early May. So most of the time, a regular season will end in late May to June. So the entire season has well already been filmed. Everything's in post-production now. Um, so the network has decided well before May what's getting picked up and what's not. It may not been have, have been announced yet, Yeah, but the showrunners know. Gotcha. So it's about February to April that those decisions and conversations are happening. Right. And that's the second green light. Because I, I know, like in more traditional TV, they make the pilot, they test it, yeah, and they'll air it sort of in that limbo time in the middle of a season to kind of just get a, a Nielsen reaction. Like this is the old way of doing it, right? Um, so then, or in the summer, or in the summer, 
so they'll do the pilot and the pilot's basically just for executives and producers and stuff to go oh okay this kind of feels right maybe we'll test it so then yeah you're right it would be so i think night court would have known if they're the, it has it has already been picked up well before the the time that this is airing gotcha oh i mean for the second season though Yes. Oh, right. For okay. the second season, gotcha. it's already been picked up. It was probably picked up. I mean, they make those decisions, I would say, about halfway through. Like, e- well, even modern shows, they... they modern make- shows, it's there like is horrible. Two. Yeah. Modern shows, it's, it's really cutthroat because there are so many pilots that they have that if something's not working... They're just going to cut their losses and move on. Like, um, there is actually Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David have said this. Seinfeld would not have made it past a half season right. if Seinfeld was made today. Sure. Yeah. You watch those early episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. Because back, in, but mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, the executives, it, it they focused on Nielsen. Of course, they've always focused on money. That's their priority. Mm-hmm. But they also took into account. The humor that they got in it and the growth and the talent involved. And so they gave it a shot. But no, Seinfeld would not have made it to season two. Well, and Night Court fell into the early stages. And they still do it to some extent. But the network sort of like staking out and curating a night where they're like, we locked it in. Like, if right. we can keep the content, we Thursday and NBC had it for a while. And Night Court, we as we found after episode three got moved to after cheers yeah 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 so it had the cherry spot on that night and night court is a little bit more risque so it's fitting that it would follow cheers it's a little later it's a little crazier but you uh it's interesting you mentioned seinfeld so i did why i think it was like must see thursday that seinfeld was on um Whatever night it was, but I believe it was called Must See Thursday, Thursday, and that was a night that had Friends Friends. and Seinfeld. I think it started maybe Mad About You, Friends, Seinfeld, something to that effect. But Seinfeld was not the last aired slot. It always had a one more slot after Seinfeld, and it was always like just a one-season show. Do you guys remember that? I can't think of anything specifically, but it would be like something with- Right? It never lasted. Like I remember, Kirsty Alley had one, and it's true. Did they just eventually? Give I believe up? suddenly Susan was one for a couple years. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. it was all of those like star, like Seinfeldy template. Like we'll pick a star, we'll build a show around them, see how it goes. Right. Well, that I mean, the, just shoot me the one about the fashion magazine. I yeah. think that was on that night for a while. Oh, Maybe. okay. Because that was on for quite a while. I don't think it was on that. Yeah. I don't think. I I feel like it just shoot me what. Maybe it was for a little bit, but that was like a Tuesday night show. Like, because mm-hmm. it was like just shoot, just shoot me, uh, Spin City. Those ABC. Um, no, but I'm talking those oh, that shows yeah, yeah. that were that night. Was Frasier a Thursday show? Frasier was a Thursday show. Frasier was a Thursday show. Absolutely, it was. Did Frasier hold that third? No, Frasier was earlier in the lineup. Because I was going to say, I always watched yeah, Seinfeld no. and Friends, and then I think I bailed after yeah. after that. Because you asked me, and I was like, I can't honestly 
tell you. I can't remember. Maybe, what yeah. I I felt I thought Hans was right. I thought Frasier was earlier, but it could have been a later slot for a while. I would have watched it. I like Frasier a lot. But lit- I love Frasier. But literally, Seinfeld is a really weird ear- intro to Frasier. Yeah, they're too quirky. Like both that of them. that would that would not sit well. I love both shows and I would just be like, "Oh, this is a lot." Friends is a- like a c- palate cleanser. Frasier's that cream sherry that gets you started, you know? <laughs> he would appreciate that analogy. Thank yeah, you. I was just going to say Niles. thank you, Niles. <laughs> no, uh, no Frasier, that will have to do that research, but no, I think like you said the so the decision to redo Night Court is good to go. As yeah. far as I would, it's it's been given the thumbs up. You know, you know what's uh, not, which is good maybe to why go? they kick but some of these episodes. But that's what down I was just river. gonna say. But are you going characters? Not characters. Oh, I was going way off the beaten path. Somebody got oh. Tim the Toolman tailored this this week. Did you hear about that? No. What? Uh, Tim Allen's show. I think it's called Last Man Standing. We're in the sitcom realm, and I'm gonna. I just had to yeah. comment on this. So he got muskboshed. Get that reference. Listen to Jerk Practice podcast. His show got canceled after the sixth season. He's conservative or something. What hypothetically, if you didn't listen to the Jerk Practice podcast, does Musbush mean? Uh, he got the fucking axe because apparently wow. he compared uh, liberal Hollywood to 1930s Germany. Shut the fuck so, up. So, yeah, it's not just executives. It's Did he really? The yeah. entire entity of anything connected Unlike Jimmy, to Jimmy Kimmel or something. He's like, you know, he was crying foul about being a conservative because he wants well, his Well, the show has gotten money. some heat. What? The show has gotten some heat because I guess the show is, is fairly conservative. Well, it was also their second highest rated show, and they're saying we canceled. They canceled it because of their numbers. Yeah. So yeah, Tool, right. Toolman took to Trumpy Twitter, and he's not happy about it. You think that guy's got a swimming pool full of coins? Oh yeah, some de- some sweet Detroit Lions memorabilia. He got cra- He got paid so much money for that show, right? Toolman, woo! Yeah. No- <laughs> That poor sucker that played Al Borland's fucking sh- is dancing for shackles in the street somewhere. Isn't he but doing he's, he's begging Steve stuff? Harvey for a loan. That's what he's. Oh doing. no, yeah, he's spraying like super adhesive on screen doors and like <laughs> surfing in Maui. Yeah, what happened? I mean, he's coming you... to the fair this summer. Yeah, no shit, he's going to be at the Ohio State <laughs> Fair. Why do you see things like that? How long was Home Improvement on? Like eight seasons or something? And Borland... yeah, it was a good haul. You know, Borland probably got to renegotiate a contract somewhere in there, maybe twice, three times. And eventually he was probably, you think Al Borland of Richard Kaiser or whatever the fuck his name was? (laughs) You were close. I was like, Hans is going to pull it. He's going to have it. It's like Richard. It's not Richard Dorn because Michael Dorn's wharf. And it's not Richard Karn or Kine because that's a guy from Spin City. Um, God. Uh, but you think he was pulling trip like uh, six figures eventually for an episode? I think he was. No. no, no, no. He was. He was definitely. I bet it, it was Tim, uh, the um, Tim Taylor, Karn, Karn, Richard Karn. Oh, we were close. Yeah. Uh, I think he was after JTT. Yeah, totally. What do you mean, Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Like the in kids. the pecking order, it oh. goes Tim Allen, uh, the wife, 
JTT then Al Borland. Yeah, but what do you think JTT's pulling? Yeah, but this also is a Nightcore podcast. Anderson was on that show for a while. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, five. He's after Pamela Anderson and oh, both yeah. of her bosoms. So seven. Right. So, but Tommy what Lee do you got think- paid for her to be yeah. in that show. So Am I, are we to think of these old sitcom stars like old basketball players where they made like, you know, a saw buck for a game where now basketball players are making $200 million contracts? Like, was Al Borland pulling down a blue collar paycheck for those shows? I think he was. There are a ton of shows now where it's like so-and-so gets a million dollars an episode. Yeah. That did not fucking happen. Like when it happened with Friends, that was the 10th season and that's. Literally one of the most successful shows. I'm not saying it's the best show, but it is one of the most successful shows in the history of television. Tim Allen rivaled them by the end. It's so profitable. Home Improvement? Are you out of your mind? Do you know how profitable Friends was? Oh, Home Improvement did fucking well. I'm just... Uh, Not in terms of merchandise, not in say of... In terms of any of that shit. Uh, there was not a Friends Super Nintendo game, but there was a home improvement one. Get out of here. Three nerds had it. <laughs> nice. It's, yeah. Uh, no, but I would say, I would say like Richard Karn, like Tim Allen got paid the most, and I think he got paid close to a million dollars. Well, and yeah, end. he probably got paid incredibly well because um, he was the heart and soul of the show. But he is a comic at the end of the day, so he's going <laughs> to hustle- Richard Karn is just, I would assume, yeah, I don't know much about him. He's probably just a character actor. Right, right. You know, like, he got a good gig. He's not going to have a spin-off show be just because he's like... I also think that he may be a guy that saved really well because he knew that. Because didn't he host, like, America's Funniest Home Videos No, he did. He did host Family Feud. The that's why Fartiest Animals? He yeah. made the Steve, Hans made the Steve Harvey oh, joke. He hosted right. Family Feud that's what it was. before it came back with Steve Harvey. I think, I mean, if... He, he, but you're right. He's selling like spray on skin now. Like I don't know how well he saved money, but Karn was also an Airbud. Ooh, that's not a bad gig. Airbud one, Airbud one. <laughs> Ooh, the, the yeah firsty. Oh man, he's getting, he's getting kicked back for all the sequels. I bet. Oh, he's executive producing that stuff. Oh, Karn, Karn Productions. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably like that brother from Wonder Years where you're like, that guy's not on TV anymore. He must be hurting. Meanwhile, the kid, the older brother, Wayne from Wonder Years, invented re- the reality show. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he's doing okay. Or like, or uh, Chunk. Eric from Head of the Class. Or Eric from Head of the Class. Directing. He runs that Nickelodeon <laughs> office. <laughs> All the gack you can. <laughs> Gamble with. Snort. <laughs> and, I wish and, you could eat Gak. <laughs> oh, watch out. His his fatty friend w- who was bagging groceries on Keenan and Kel, he, he'll get a hold of some Gak. Watch out. <laughs> this uh, is a night court podcast. Yes. Not home improvement or a We talk car. about how long it takes to get to the intro. How long does it take to get to the ramp up to the intro? So I got it. I got a description here for you, All right. and it uh, it does not nearly do it any justice. We got Bulls Baby. It's got the classic crew. Hold on, she's she's feisty to the judge. Darn, it's Karn. <laughs> <laughs> By the last season, Tim Allen was making one point two five million. Damn, that's ninety five money. But 
everybody else was making 350000 or less. Oh, that was old football player money. That's Santa Claus money. 350000 How many episodes? They did 29 episodes. This- oh, uh, we're forgetting about pecking order. We didn't even talk about Dirty Wilson, the neighbor, the perv. True. Yeah, but it's not like he was in the makeup chair for that long or anything. He got a lot of time off. Because he, he didn't have a jaw. I know. He got a shot off in Nam like Tom <laughs> Berenger and Sniper. But honestly, it goes like the top, the top five in history of making the most per episode is Charlie Sheen is number one. Right. Followed by Ray Romano. Oh, followed nice. by Kelsey Grammer, right. followed by Tim Allen, uh, followed by, uh, oh, it's a tie for the Game of Thrones, The all the Lannisters, plus Jon Snow, plus Daenerys. Damn. Tim Allen beats all of Seinfeld and Friends? Yeah, what? Yeah. That's that, you said Friends, I was wrong. Because Friends was just at one million an episode. That's, he needs to... You know what? Then he needs to like ramp up. If he wants to get pissed off, just ramp it up. He goes, oh, you think I said, you think uh, I'm controversial when I say liberal Hollywood is like 1930s Germany? He's going to start to say things like David Schwimmer is like, I was going to say Garing. <laughs> but, <he's, laughs> <I'm, laughs> but, but just start, just start throwing it around now if you want. Throw it. Throw some pole pots around. You got, uh, you know. Allison's going to have to give back that Afghan. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Uncle Herman. Herman's head. Ooh, I don't want to be in that guy's head. Bull's baby, Herman's head. <laughs> Bull's baby, Herman's head. Was Garing the, um, the speaking of bulls, like the uh, secretive homosexual of the crew, or am I thinking of someone else? No, I don't believe he was. Nah, he loved to eat and, you know, steal He loved art. the arts. Who am I thinking? Uh, you know what? We've already we've already went down. <laughs> we got to get to Bull's baby. <laughs> let's get I to the let's I get love to Bull's it also, baby. I'm like, not my uncle. <laughs> not my uncle. <laughs> oh. He loved fucking broads and eating steaks. <laughs> art. We got to somebody look that up. I forget who the guy with in Hitler's inner circle was. Uh, like a straight up Mel Brooksy enraging homosexual Nazi. It's a big one. Everybody rat knows. Face it. SS? Um, Herman could have been a dandy. I got the description here, guys. We got the classic crew yeah. of Jeff Melman and Bob Stevens. This baby came out, and can you believe we're still in March? It's March twenty eighth, nineteen eighty four was the air date, and the Holy description shit. is: wow, yeah. the courtroom crew try to help Bull when a late neighbor. Ugh, I messed it up. When a neighbor leaves her baby with him, simple, succinct, and does wow. not nearly do any justice to the, as Casey puts it, the craziest town's bananas house that we're living in <laughs> in this episode. Because what is happening? But where do we start? And I love to start oh, here. Cafeteria. Chow on, baby. There Chow hounds. And there are uh, some weird things. There is some weird turns of phrase that happen. Like the zips gone out of his lumbering lumber. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Little league the f- backstop. The first spark of Harry's douchiness this episode. No, the little league shorts. Okay, we'll get into no, no, it. But he, that was you really said good. The zip. The backstop is Dan, who's always a douche. Yeah, but a lovable one. 
Uh, so yeah, we <laughs> ship's anchor. We start so in good. the cafeteria like always. Everybody's sort of sitting together, finishing up, and then they everyone sort of wonders, "Where's Bull? Where's Bull? Has mm-hmm. anyone seen Bull?" And he's been late for work four days in a row now. He's not answering his phone call, or no, that's yeah, he's late. <laughs> he seems run down. They speculate perhaps even has a new job. Perhaps that he he needs a new job to get money, like he's right, moonlighting. Yeah. Like he's moonlighting, he's on the side. And then Dan, my boy Dan comes in. Can't stop this man. Because I was like, well, what would he be doing? And Dan's like, ship's anchor, Little League shortstop. Oh, so oh, no, good. Backstop. Backstop. Which just means a wall, right? Like, Little League backstop just means like- Yeah, it's for- just the cage that stops the, the balls <laughs> that get past the catcher. So good. Gotcha. Uh, also, you guys forgot the other, the cherry on top was- the, uh, I don't know, working down Central Park, maybe pulling the carriages when the horses get tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was laughing and I heard something about pulling. I didn't, I didn't get it. That was good. Um, <laughs> so it's the eighties, and we're focused. You know, it, it quickly hits the finance, and everybody's worried about money. So people are yeah. concerned that maybe Bull had to get another job because Harry's He's behind the the Vig's always running in New York. Yeah, yeah. Harry's keeping that paycheck low. Uh, so yeah, and then Harry has the line where yeah, I've noticed too. He's not the same bull. He doesn't have, as you had said, the what was the, the line? The zip has gone out. The no zip's zipping. gone out of his lumbering. Like yeah. it's very yeah. uh, nice wording. I get it, but who the fuck? Like this is like dinosaur lumber. I've never oh, yeah. heard anything like. You've got to even... give the writers' room, a, you know, an attaboy for being creative still, oh, yeah. because you sure. know there are very few episodes that go by without a new bullism. I'm right. not killing the message. I'm just killing the messenger because it's Harry. Oh yeah, yeah. sure, That's sure. True. So then uh, uh, we get a we get a zombified bull finally enters right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and in. they they their bull 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 he just l- lumbers by. Not responding, and they're all like, "Oh man!" And of course, Dan's line—they're like, "Oh, he doesn't look so good. He doesn't look so good." No, 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 no! no. You're what? missing the whole physical bit that Bull does. Watch out! There's going to be another physical, more of a Are physical you bit about the uh, the vending machine. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's coming after. later. When Dan says, "I'll do it," no, I was going to say that he does the Living Dead bit. Oh yeah, okay, that's fine. Jeez. I thought you were doing Dan's bit. Getting, getting harried over here. I'm just I'm just making sure. Guys, hold on. I gotta say, Casey, it looks like Ashley took a little zip out of your lumbering. She did. <laughs> She's trying to. I'm lumbering right now, my sciatica. <laughs> uh so they just comment on how uh, Bull looks. He doesn't look good. He even has a just a you know, he gives a zombie response. Oh yeah. And walks by and then they watch him and he walks up to the vending machine. So he walks up to the vending machine, <laughs> puts it. He's trying to get something. It's it's the same old, you know, oh bull so strong bit, and he kind of breaks it and he can't get it. But then here's the kicker, and I really loved it. But he has not said a word. No, nope. He just looks at, takes that moment of you know what, not today, Satan. Punches the machine, breaks the glass. Sticks his little mitt in, gets what he wants, and just exits. And it's the stale display candy, even. Confirming oh, that's that true. bull, once again, that bull is a monster. Yes. Also, I, I wrote a note. I wanted to ask your guys' opinion. Is that a real candy machine? I literally thought for the joke, they just 
kind of repurposed a cigarette machine because that's what it looked like to me. Oh, no, those used to be candy machine. I was going to say, I'm glad you brought it up. I miss those candy machines. I love Mm -hmm. pulling. I have never I've never seen a vending machine like that. Mm -hmm. No, they the the candy machines used to look like those old cigarette machines. Yep. They just dropped the. That's crazy. Because that's what I thought. I was like, oh, that works for the bit. And a vending machine as I know it today, it would have been too much glass to make the bit work. No. And so I thought, I was just like, I wonder if they repurposed that or I just don't know what those things are. Well, it's because the vending machines used to only sell, they didn't sell chips. Like, the reason we, we need the coil ones is because we they sell more shit. Right. Back Money in the buttons. day, it was just barred things. Like a pack of cigarettes is a square. You can stack it, pull it, it falls. Yep. Candy bar, pull it, it falls. But once you Mints. start getting ba- bags of Skittles and stuff, you can't put it on a machine. It won't fall. History of vending machines. Here no, on thank you. I literally I had never seen one of those. That's interesting. Uh they so they then, missed a bit there. Shouldn't they have had like a bunch of ratty people from the gallows yeah. scurry after to get get their sweet yeah. treats? Oh out man, of you know what? I didn't even think of that. But yeah, totally, they should it's have open season on that goddamn. It's Reagan's. It's Reagan's New York. It's the eighties. I don't know how I'm still alive to this day with how many vending machines I've shaken to the teetering edge of just falling. <laughs> you know what? That people die from that. Uh, I don't know how many deaths a year, but more people die more from than vending machine attacks. falls than subway jumpers. What? Shark attacks, too. It's more than shark attacks. More people die from deaths. vending machines than shark attacks. Staple those things to the wall, man. Dangerous. Just shoot projectiles out. It's like Ikea furniture. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Uh, so they see this display and everybody's like, well, well, oh my gosh, that's bull. That's bull. Someone has to talk to bull. Oh, yeah. And Dan goes, I'll do it. Seriously. And I kind of like, I honestly thought at the moment, like, oh, that makes sense because they have the, you know, the back and forth. Like, maybe it's it's got to be, you know, it's a man. I'll talk to a man to man. Like, we fuck around. So Dan physically gets up, starts walking to do it. And then Dan has his dandy girlish laugh that's absolutely amazing. Like, this literally tickles his fancy like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Starts dying. Keels over. Bends over. He's laughing so hard. Looks at Liz and says, I'm just kidding. I can't. I can't. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm joking. <laughs> Shit heel. What where we see our friend Karen Austin yet again, Lana, still in the openings, but then we really get ah, Lana. That's the spit in the eye of this episode. I think the spit in the eye of, like... There's, I there's feel more. There might have been something that happened. I gotta, we gotta do some more research Who on this Who did she Karen sleep Austin. with or whom didn't she sleep with? To get such scorn from the night court gods. Right. I think they were just like, oh, you're not going to be on here? We're going to make a real focused effort to show that you're no longer here. We're going to play with your absence hard. Yeah, which is, you know, it's an interesting thing because I wonder, number one, I, I don't know the backstory of why she left, but it's funny to me, and I don't know Wouldn't if this give is Melman just- a oh, that- What? <laughs> I don't know if that's just kind of like how they did it then or if it was a choice for this specific thing. 
But yeah, there has been no pomp and circumstance around her leaving. Like, they have just moved on as if she didn't exist. Stink lines are starting to rise from underneath those stairs. I'd be curious how quickly they have to turn around episodes, because to me it seems like possibly... I mean, I would say quick if we're still in March. Like, there was no break in between right. any of these like, episodes. So it it feels to me possibly like it's the could be the writer's room just sort of like, well, yeah, fuck her for right. whatever. You know, like, I don't know. Like, like let's say there was some contract dispute or they had where she was like, this show's a piece of shit. I'm doing movies. Me and John Candy, we're the future. Sequels, like, well, baby. You. A trilogy. Summer rental. Summer rental two, three, four. Winter, winter hideaway. <laughs> spring chalet. <laughs> Uh, but no, it does. It, like it's a very purposeful sort of like ribbing, or not so <laughs> ginger ribbing. Yeah, I, I felt uh, that. I felt that. So where? And also, I really do feel like if Bull wasn't there, like yeah. if for you know if 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 Dan wasn't there, like there would have been more to address, mm-hmm. which is also. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox or anything, but it's also interesting about, number one, how they write female characters so they mm-hmm. aren't that much – they aren't as needed or as developed. No, but number yeah. two, just how the actresses themselves are viewed. Like, you were here as a pretty face. Your pretty face is no longer here. I will replace this with another pretty face. Well, well first they replaced it with I, Saint your Jerome. girl. St. Jerome. My lady. But you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, St. Jerome isn't going to have a, a a part in season two. You know, they're going to get another She's pretty developed character. GB1. She's rubbing elbows with Ramus and Aykroyd and Murray. And they're all still rubbing those elbows with Slimer in heaven. <laughs> no, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, there is a large difference between the female and the male characters, yeah, sure. maybe with the exception of Selma. But honestly, as much as I love Liz, story-wise and camaraderie-wise, it, 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 it she is expendable. Right. Yeah. We should have had a Liz episode by now, in my opinion. I well, we should. Every agree. episode should be a Liz episode because she's fucking awesome. Because mm. she's more of a of, of a fun character, like. And that's a, like I rag. We rag on Harry a lot. We're not ragging on I. Ra- I mean Harry to- Stone, the actor, or Harry, Harry Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, Liz could have had like a really dope spinoff that was still like a sitcom, but had a little more like oomph, like. Social oh, commentary yeah, it could have been like it. more of like an Ally McBeal yeah. type of thing, like a little bit more of a quirky office, but they're dealing with like real stuff. And you still have that Barney Miller vibe where you have your local sort of goofballs and neighborhood tramps sure. rolling through, but she's like, I gotta start my own, you know, agency. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Like a law firm. You don't call them agencies. My law agency. <laughs> I didn't. I don't have an education. Oh no, we don't need one for what we're doing. <laughs> so, so what we were uh, ambling to yeah. is we we see our. Was well, she's a court officer, right? Is that her name? What what was what court, was Liz? Court clerk or court court reporter? One court, of the two. Yeah. So she's been replaced. Sexy blonde. Uh, tall. Yeah. Tall. Yeah. Nice. 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 Frail little neckline there, and. Um, She's asking Harry Stone, like, how am I doing? He doesn't even bother to look in her direction. He just says, no. did you kill anyone? Does he? What does he say? Did you kill anyone yet? 
No. Yeah, something to that effect. Then you're doing fine. I guess he's got that. He's still got that Lana hog, half hog. You know, maybe. He just can't shake her. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, though, a little bit, because I was kind of wondering, I was like, for Harry to get so gaga over Lana, like, they were always flirtatious, and Harry, Uh we've definitely seen Harry can be taken aback by beauty. And this woman is, (laughs) this woman is the typical 80s bimbo look and feel. Ladies and gentlemen, she's no Carla B, but whatever. (laughs) She's no Carla B. But for him to do that, I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if they're doing it because of Lana or because he's really working. And I think what they were trying to do, which I don't think it necessarily plays, is that he's busy because Bull is slacking. And that it's a goddamn shame he can't see this babe, this heavenly body right over his shoulder. You are giving Stone Man some cred. I really, no, I think, I think that's what they were trying to do because he gets like, Casey, you made the joke, but the, you know, you're not, maybe you should call me judge or so on and so forth. Like, Harry's annoyed. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Which for the next two scenes, we'll see that. Before we figure out what the problem with Bull is, Harry is annoyed. I think he's literally doing it like, he's huffy. You know else who who liked to surround himself with beautiful women but couldn't pay attention to him and also liked to lay an iron fist on people? Hitler. Hitler. Harry Hitler. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. Jinx. He wanted no... Business, yeah. Jinx. It always goes there. You though. owe me six million cokes. <laughs> six million plus. No, no. All right, no. Sorry. Um, all right. So uh, we we have the we see the court reporter. There's a weird interaction there, and then of course Bull lumbers in again without mm-hmm. that zip. Mm-hmm. Without and that he's zip. He's looking no tired zip. again. Um, and then. I was mm-hmm. going to say, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, he just goes, bull, 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 and just tries to stop bull. How does he go again? Bull, 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 It was just cute. Hey. Yay. Woof. Woof. We've all been up late with Ernie's, I think. <laughs> <laughs> up late with Ernie. <laughs> Ernie Hudson's new talk show. I tried to see, well, we'll get to it, but I tried to, Ernie is not credited, and I was like, maybe that's the Ernie from Ghostbusters 2, but a different Ernie. No, it's it's Butnik from Salute Your Shorts. What? What? It's the redheaded kid Butnik from Salute Your Shorts. I know who that is, but what do you mean? Yeah, we know. (laughs) That's who Ernie is. Uh, He's fucking with you. You got a baby, right? (laughs) I can only think of one weird-looking redhead that may or may not be in that age range. I was gonna say Butnik was spawned from the depths of some type of nerd. (laughs) The ugly problem child kid. Wasn't Sputnik in Terminator Two? Yeah, yeah, the early friend. Yeah, the shitty friend that gets him to steal. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anyways, back from Sputnik. Uh, well, this is where we get the first taste taste of like Arch Kaiser Harry, because he stops Bull and Bull clearly is out of it, right? And they have the back and forth of, oh, <laughs> there's a xenomorph in your that's, house. That's what Bull feels yeah. like. <laughs> Guys, I don't. They're fighting over rabbit shit or something like that. <laughs> Settle down. Rudy's back up and moving, though. That's um, good. Yeah. And a, and a sick pup for all of you out there. 
Speaking of sick pups, I'm I'm really trying gold. to laser fo- focus here. I'm I'm like uh, this episode. I think we are. I can feel like the vibe. Like this episode is so all over the goddamn map. I stopped taking notes because I was like, I'm just gonna take this in. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, I felt the same way. Um, yeah, because my note is that Harry he goes shouts Bull, and then Bull turns and just gives him a dead face. Yeah. yeah, and Harry goes, "What's going on?" or something to that extent. And and Bull's exact line is, "I'm tired, Harry. I'm very tired." Oh yeah, drop that iron fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bull, perhaps you should call me Judge. We are in a court. You were even nicer than he said it. Oh yeah, yeah. it yeah. was really weird. Like, and here. I I honestly completely understand, like, in a professional setting, like, okay, yeah, you have to call the judge judge, like, absolutely. And then outside, he's Harry. That's no problem. But if you're that close and you know that this guy is tired, give him a fucking one-off. Give him a pass. If it happens again, discuss it at a later date. That's what I'm saying. You got Selma in the courtroom to pick up the slack, and we all know she's more capable. Just let... And as we come to find out, in in two minutes, this is the last case of the night. So he just made it worse by stopping Bull and giving him a bunch of bullshit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. don't boss, don't be, don't micromanage. Yeah, me, Harry. it was definitely a big boss. Like it was a big boss moment. You do fucking magic tricks in front of fucking the perps. Yeah, Selma's smoking two cigarettes at a time right behind <laughs> Bull's shoulders. <laughs> What are you talking about decorum? You're a maniac. You don't get to choose where and when the court has decorum. That's but that's it. That's why Harry's such a maniac. He just chooses yeah. when to be stern, and then he chooses when to wear tight bun hugging jeans and be too cool for school. It goes back like you, every really good boss. You can't Wait. like I go back on see Joker. You can't trust a Joker. You don't no. know when he's up, when he's down. That's a great point, Ashley. With those unpredictable bosses that are like. Uh, you know, super cool, casual, like, let's go get a Why's drink. And then the tight? next day you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, you just, yeah. you, you never know. Serpentine. So with that brings us to our case, essentially. Oh, but really, really super, super quickly. Oh, no, we missed the. Harry. Yeah. It, this is also, it was a, it was a good gag, but it's also just kind of endearing to Bull, too. Yeah. It sets it up like, again, just who we know Bull is. Harry. You know, is genuinely concerned, being kind of pricky about it, but is genuinely concerned for Bull and says, you know, Bull would alone help. Yeah, would alone help. And Bull not getting it and registering it goes, how much do you need? God, if that guy could have opened his chest, he'd have gave him his heart. You got it. And then Harry would have spit on it, fucking kicked in the alley. So it was a funny bit because number one, Bull's not paying attention. Number two, he flipped it on Harry. And then Harry has to re explain. But it, it does go to show that Bull Bull is the bull in a china shop a with good, a heart of gold. But it also answers the question, Bull doesn't need money. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Speaking of spitting in and Bull's sweet, sweet chest like the like the rat Harry is, um I I, I spit you have you guys ever spit in your sleep? That I'm it's so funny that you mentioned it. Last it's called night, slobbering. I sp- I no, like I spit, spit like, like angry <sighs> spit, spit a loogie. <laughs> I had fallen asleep on the couch. Like were I you dreaming? And you a loogie onto right, the side of the couch, and that woke me up like the jolt for like no. actually like I would. So 
Has that ever happened to you? It's never happened to me before. It's a no, sneeze. Never. You sneezed. No, no, no. It was a hawk. <laughs> I mean, I've done the stuff where, like, in a dream, I've, I, like... Need we to- don't need to know what you do in your dreams, dear. Well, I had... I had my dick was out, <laughs> and, uh... I forgot her name, goddammit. The Lana... Not I was, Lana. I was trying to go there, too. Dr. Alien. Dr. Oh, yeah. Alien. I was going to give her the old xenomorph treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my slimy dome. <laughs> no, but like, you know, you try to kick and you can't kick and then you wake up because you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's kick. what this was. In, except for I was like, <laughs> it was a spit. You spit. What? Like, it's very weird. I don't. And I. Oh, I, it'd I, be I very remember. weird if that were to happen tonight when I'm asleep, Ashley. I'm sorry already. <laughs> The cat does it to both of us already. We've got snot over every piece of furniture on the face of the planet. Oh, yeah. I was teaching a yoga class before we started, and I just, like, you're supposed to, like, present some type of image of, like, part of, like, one of the eight limbs of yoga is, like, purity and cleanliness and respect for yourself. And I was so covered in dog hair from, like, I just... (laughs) Bag lady, cat hair, dog hair. And I was like, I... Like, which one are we going to be today? Oh, no. Ashley and I both have that where we'll be out, especially like in winter. Oh, yeah. Sweaters or our coat coats. We'll be standing out and then you get that very like firm rub of the back. And it's like, oh, thanks. And, and we're like, literally no, no, no. just scratching off disgusting. snot. <laughs> yeah. like You're we're... covered in hair. <laughs> so covered. Like, yeah. No, yeah, like he he it's lays a, he loves our jackets and we don't have we both have wool jackets so it just it's, it attracts it. So it's snot and fur and so yeah, we we'll, we have to groom each other when we're out cuz we're just like, "Oh my god, this looks horrible in this lighting." Subway lighting is the worst. Oh, that's when he's yeah. Cuz that's that's when you're like, "Oh." <laughs> that's cuz that's the light of reason. The night is young and full of weirdos and we're them. We should all just take on a nudist lifestyle. Ooh. Oh, Transition. Speaking of. To. Case of the week. Woohoo! And is it a doozy? It is a doozy. It's a shorty, but a doozy. Uh, uh, but first, Liz and Dan, I'm so sorry. Liz and Dan come up to the bench to see what's wrong if Harry knows what's wrong with Bull. <laughs> Dan says, what's the abominable Boy Scout up to now? You it's are drunk so with Danism. I love Dan. I don't. He's so good. I I there's just some cahoots happening. That was here. her one ray of light this episode. It really yeah. was. Oh, Every yeah, time yeah, yeah. Dan talked or did anything, I was just I was hee hawing. I love Dan. Uh, speaking of love, I loved our guy, and his name was Guy T. Williams Reynolds. Oh, was it Reynolds? <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. was still Guy T. Reynolds, which, by the way, that got a really big laugh. Why yeah, did yeah, that get be. such a big laugh? I missed it. It just, all it was was they introduced his name. Maybe it's just because the way he dressed. They said so-and-so-and-so. And so, it's R.T. Uh, or Guy T. Reynolds. Big laugh. I uh, mean, it's just like he, I mean, if you can describe Guy T. Reynolds, he's kind of a, a portly man, well-spoken, like well-coiffed. He kind of looks like a... Like the penguin, yeah, sort of. Yeah, wearing a trench coat, bringing it back to Batman. Sure, Gotham City. Guy T. Yeah, this is our penguin. Mm-hmm. He's gonna throw you a flounder in a minute. Oh, it sure <laughs> is. That guy uh, wants to whip so it out. So he, you know, he steps up like straight of back, and he steps up. You know, Harry calls the case to order, and he 
Da, 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 stands at attention up there. Guy T. Reynolds. Uh, may I remove my coat? Your honor. A, your honor. And he's about to take his coat open. And then Liz and Dan both go, no, 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 no. Check the case, your honor. And of course, Indecent. it's for indecent exposure. And his. And then we pan out. We have a very, mm-hmm. a very sitcom-y pan out. And it's, you can see his bare legs. Yeah. On the, uh, below the trench coat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it was pretty apparent as soon as I was it not apparent to you guys as soon as you saw the the first moment you saw R.T. Reynolds I, I would, in a trench yeah, coat. No, I was gonna say kudos to costume because I that's, didn't know that's a pervert's coat. Perfect pervert coat. It's it's taking it back to Seinfeld. It's those those classic trenches. Yeah, the minute the joke was made, I was yeah. like, oh my god, of course. But no, I I honestly didn't see it because it was a little too small for him. But it was like. Very tightly buttoned across his like paunch. Guys, I was too concerned about Bull to be you paying were, attention were. to costume. And still laughing at Dan. I was too concerned. I feel I'm like the 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 whole nudist trope in sitcoms has gone the way of like has gone a little bit bye bye. Don't every classic sitcom has a good old nudist, nudist gag. That's true. May, either you got a neighbor that just moved in who's a nudist who keeps the windows open and you're worried about the kids. Right, it's always the- talk about friends. Ugly naked guy. Ugly naked guy. I guess we're all too uh, too. Um, we don't want to body shame our our nudies now. And maybe they're just like we're over it. You know, their their books full, baby. We don't need any more. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's finally it's finally uh, put it in the annals. And if you think about it, like local yokel news segments, like. That used to be kooky and quirky, like, oh, this is risque. It's, you know, like, they don't report on it anymore. Yeah, I guess now Well, now the- kids these days don't wear anything out anyway, so... I know, I'm getting pictures of dicks and boobs <laughs> from strangers? Oh, yeah, that's true. It is the the access to... Yeah, who gives a flare? Like, people are naked. I see, like, a gaping buttholes, like... You know, sorry, but I mean, they do. Oh, do you now? But no, like, think about how often you see a a report. I do. His name's Harry Stone. (laughs) Every week. Nailed it. Uh, Like, just like a nudist or topless protest in New York somewhere. Oh, right, right, right. Demi. You know, it's it's become very pedestrian. Sure. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, And speaking of pedestrians. Yeah. We find out. our fan man Guy T. Reynolds is in for indecent exposure, and as we had said, his his defense is he's a nudist, but he was decided to make his stance at, and I loved, and I know that chock full of nuts, old, chock full of nuts. Is that a Gotta play go. on words? Oh yeah, but that was like the original coffee stand. Yeah, yeah. There's still one. Well, in New no, York. totally. But they come on. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. They could have chose anywhere, a diner, but they chose yeah, Chock no, Full it's... of Nuts. Why do you think Chock Full of Nuts didn't succeed and Starbucks did? Because it was just straight up water truck stop coffee? I, th- I think the term Chock Full of Nuts. What does that even mean? Where Did they used to call coffee beans nuts? For another time, for another time. I'm Chock taking full us of a beans. lot of places. I have, I have the song in my head now, and I'm trying to think of if they said anything about it. Chock full of nuts is heavenly coffee. Heavenly coffee is chock full of nuts. Because the beans kind of look like nuts. Chock full of nuts. Reynolds wiener. All right. So there it is. 
so yeah, he stood up in front of a chock full of nuts and exposed his naked body mm-hmm. to get out awareness for nudists and nudist culture. And said, look me over. Look me over. So I think maybe he's more of a pervert. Also, I'd, I would say he's he. There's a park he can live in if he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was definitely a a New York sleazy, you know, criminal kind of scapegoat excuse. Uh-huh. Like, Your Honor, I'm a nudist. Like, I don't necessarily think it. He was a nudist. Do you think he would have gotten beaten? Like, I know people expose themselves still to this day on oh, the subway. Oh yeah. But do you do you think people's reactions are more? They're aggressive, terse to him. Uh, if this were to happen, let's say at like a uh, Dunkin' Donuts, I uh, I saw a video of a woman. Somebody else taped her. She was on a subway and she caught a kid, just a kid, with his hand in his pocket, apparently pleasuring himself, and she lost her mind. She cornered him. She was yelling at him. She was making sure everybody on the train. He and she was like, "Don't look me in the eyes." Don't look me in the eyes. Get your hand out of your pocket. It was so unnerving and so uncomfortable. I would be so satisfied at the end of the She was a sassy mama and she wasn't having it. And of course, like the kid finally got off and she's like, don't make me follow you. And he got off and everybody cheered. But yeah, yeah, you don't get away with that shit. But that at the same time, like people that expose themselves, not to go on a crazy tangent because we're almost done with this case. Uh, but, um, this, uh, the court case of the week, but, uh, uh, that's a, that's like a, uh, like a gateway thing, right? They're very, like, that's a very dangerous, like, line to cross, right? There's not just, like, jovial exposure, is there? No, absolutely not. And I, I think the reason, and rightfully so, is because it's, it's step one, it's the gateway to other types of sexual or yeah. inappropriate type of assault on their way to bundy land what it what it's supposed if that is to happen to you on the subway you're supposed to call them out on it right because they get off on it the secret but if you go hey look at this fucking freak with this dick out look at him look at his small dick look at his dick like then he gets embarrassed which seems odd because you're jerking off or you have your dick out on the subway you, it seems like you have gone leagues past, like, embarrassment is the least of your worries. Like, that was the first dragon you slayed. I just want to, like, ride the subway <laughs> with, like, a, um, you know, like, one of those things you check your oil with. Just hold it on my side so that as soon as somebody pulls out their old schnog, I just give it a whack. That's what I'll <laughs> do. That's what I'll point <laughs> it out. Just this, like, whack. <laughs> Something that has a whap to it. So, oh, all right, so we got our, our man Guy T. Reynolds, and then my next note is, is, is does that case kind of just comes to a close, because I have Selma so hitting bull in the face. Yeah, so yeah. basically, Harry finds him $160 plus Cheap. community service, he's kind of, and that's the reason I know it's $160, because I didn't know what was about to happen, and I was like, Seriously? That it? No more sass from like old even in the eighties. Like that not. seems that it seems like Harry's not on his game, folks. That's all I'm gonna say. Harry's letting people off light. Yeah, except for Bull. Oh, right. No, yeah. Bull is he's reserving all his judgment for Bull T. Shannon. That's except good, for Bull. I guess yeah. Bull bends over backwards, and like he's the guy that puts you know 
just a heads out, all you young listeners out there, your first job, never give it full bore on your first day. Give it about 50%. No. Otherwise, otherwise yeah. they're going to expect it the rest of the go. Something my gra- The one piece of advice my grandmother gave me, when you go to work, don't work very hard your first week. Otherwise, you're <laughs> screwed. <laughs> you got nowhere to go. Uh, yeah, then Bull passes out. Collapses. Collapses straight up. Boom. Thunder. So they're 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 over his body. Yeah. And they're like, "What should we do?" And good old Dan, same principles as with livestock. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The old cow tipping. And then, I and think- then bull starts snoring. Yeah. So we know that he's, he's okay. He's alive. He's, yeah. He's just asleep. And I think Selma's concerned, so she's like, "We should cover him up." And then Guy T. Renz tries to snog dog it. Like, here, he'll let him take my coat. Tries to air out those butt cheeks yet again. Uh, just and he does just fronts. He oh yeah he does open his coat right. It opens. That's that's how it ends. Just the old goes twig, to commercial. Twig and berries. The, old... the meat and two veg. <laughs> so it's the it's the typical trench coat where we just see the trench and everybody else is staring at the goods. Oh God. Uh, and then <laughs> speaking of goods, we get some goods with the. This next is scene. a really good bit. Oh yeah, Selma's. Uh, so we- Trying to get some juice out of Bull, trying to see what's going on, and she's not no, no, taking no, any no. that. Even before that, well, so I assume we go to commercial, we come back, and Harry's oh, yeah. at the door to his office, and there's a, a a gentleman with his coat off. He looks like he looks like he's done some work, and he's like, "Uh, I gotta thank you for helping me with Bull." And the guy goes, "Yeah, yeah, oh okay. yeah." He yeah. walks by, and <laughs> then another guy comes out, and another guy comes out. And then a tall black guy comes out. And then a tiny Spanish guy comes out. And they just do like a really great clown Harry, car joke. One guy comes out holding his lower back. He's like, you you might need to see a doctor about that. You're right. Harry, yeah. Bull is, uh, who's uh, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bull. Yeah, Bull is a depowered automaton. Like he must <laughs> yeah. be made out of steel. Like he's right. 2,000 pounds. Uh, so you just get this like comical line of like haggard men who have just worked a hard day's work. And Harry thanks them all. And then we do get to the Selma gag where we get to see more of, like, we get to see Selma's love for Bull. Tough love. Tough, Tough love. love. So she's bird. slapping him. She's trying to find out. And then uh, uh, he's not telling her what's going on. He's just saying, yes, ma'am. He's yes, ma'am, and her. And then yeah, finally, uh, a f- the phone rings in the judge's chambers. Uh, well, first we get some we get a some some lines from our assistant, our true. new Lana. She makes a play like, oh she yeah. She tries to get her her yucks in. She's like, I know how you feel, Bull. Sometimes you just need to take a day for yourself, you know. Yeah, she Go. said sometimes it lifts my spirits to do something nice for myself, like get a manicure, go buy a new dress, get my hair done. Looks at Bull, Bull moment, bald moment laughs phone rings she goes to answer it bull could have just said i'm a man right bull could have said i live on concrete furniture for another right, time that, for another that time. was my thing that was the funny thing too it's just like the hair part was the part of the bit but it starts with a manicure and a dress so yeah we're already in not what i would do town yeah i could see bull getting a getting a mani ped 
with 10 Asian women, you need that one for each giant toe. No, it's that Dumb yeah. and Dumber gag with the, they put the th- the thing down as they oh, yeah. take the super sander to his gnarly toes. Oh, that's such a great scene. That's such a great um, sequence. But that was the thing. I thought the joke was going to go either way. I thought maybe they would go in the fact that Bull does, in fact, like to pamper himself. Oh, yeah. Could have. You know, like, Bull is so weird. Like, he's like, of course, uh, I, spa day is Thursday or something. You know, that would have been. But it wasn't. He just looked at her like an alien. Yeah, he looked yeah. at uh, So we'll find the, out he, he's Marvin the fucking Martian. The phone rings. We find out it's for Bull. He answers yeah. it. And he quickly says, oh, I got to go. And to which we find out Harry's continuing to be a dickhead. And yeah. Like, Bull, tell me. Bull, what is going on? Bull doesn't want to tell him. Bull, you're not leaving. I'm leaving. You're not leaving. You're not leaving. And then Bull finally goes, my baby needs me. Oh, oh. And then. Tim Allen in the house. (laughs) Commercial (laughs) break, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or. Uh, And then. No, do we get that great? No, because we get the awesome Selma line. Yeah, we get a good Selma line Uh, here, which took me a second viewing. He goes, my baby needs me, and then he leaves, and Selma very poignantly looks to the rest of the group and says, if some girl got him in trouble, she's going to answer to me, which is absolutely hysterical. That's a great line. Selma has some like deep, like, that's a great line, but it's not necessarily the most, like, that's an out there line, right? Like, that's a funny not gag. Not really. She's got a couple. Because it's not out there, yeah. because especially at that time, that was still very much a thing, like, some guy got a girl in trouble. Yeah, that, but. That was the way that you right. said. I like the inverse that is. Yeah, like some so girl the inverse. It's yeah, not super yeah, out that- there, just because that phrase was so commonly used. Like, today you wouldn't say that. But getting someone, quote unquote, a guy getting a girl into sure. trouble was so common that it was it it was a very witty mm-hmm. inverse of it, yeah. but it wasn't that far out. It was a good play, speaking of play. Let's go play in an apartment building. And which oh, door man. is good Bulls? Lord. This apartment building looks like the Chuck Jones <laughs> lunarscape from a Marvin the Martian cartoon. Like, yeah. This is how weird the place we are is going to be mm-hmm. wink wink so yeah so we're we're outside bull's apartment building after a commercial break uh we're out not outside of his apartment building but outside his apartment in a building floor and they say which one is bull's and you look and one of the doors not only has a huge cutout on top of it so a taller person can enter. Do you see that yet? You recognize that right away? The molding- I did, but I thought it was part of the door. Sure. I didn't know the bit at the end was coming. Right. So basically, it's your standard door with the door frame molding. But then on top of the door, there's this perfectly molded spot. For a big, tall head. Yeah. So it's a perfectly bull-sized door. It's a door plus. A door plus a mini door for his head. Which, honestly, would have been the joke regard- That would have made the joke of which one is his. Sure. Why in God's name- I don't know. I don't know. We have a huge, a huge, and Hans, you have to post a, a still of that online. Right. A huge- B shellacked to the door. The size of the door. 
See, that doesn't like I get like where we're going. Where we're going is basically which is the big level on Mario 3, where right? So like yes. Mario Brothers 3. Um so I the big B, I guess it's meant to say like bull likes things big, but to me like a big initial of your own name is like an ego thing. Like I I would say if you went to Dan Fielding's house, you'd see a big old D for dong. But Right, a big and, old well, and that, I was thinking that too because that when we walk into the part apartment, Harry makes the comment, "Everything is very proportionate." Yeah, mm-hmm. meaning everything is big to size. So I was like, "Well, maybe that's the door, and that's the door like letter, like apartment B." Right, and I was like, "It still doesn't play. Like, it still, I still don't like it. It's just an. E- it just is to make bull weird." All right, we're about to the craziest line. So we're in the apartment. We see that everything's big. We see the tied-up Swede finally in the corner. Uh-huh. Um, it's also somewhere like I, I. they could use this set on a Criminal Minds episode. Yeah. Like, right. it, oh, it's no. just not safe. Yeah. It's not a safe space no, for me. The B is not for bull. The B is for beware. Yeah. yeah be very beware. Beware all ye who enter here. Yeah. But speaking um, of B, Selma also walks in. She looks at a little tiki type doll on the table oh, no but even before that <laughs> she says very it's not even, go because uh, they knock and bull's like i'm not home and she's like open the door or i'll kick it down yes ma'am yes ma'am oh i was gonna say they walk in and the first thing harry says is it's very proportionate and <laughs> selma goes very beefy yeah, what does oh, yeah, that mean? Yeah, that's what Hans mean? is talking about. Yeah, what does he, that mean? She's looking at this weird tiki structure. I don't think it was I don't in reference to the tiki. The I beefy think, means. I think it's beefy because he literally has a cable spool as a table. You don't even know that yet. No. Selma does. No, she's just like, pointing at a tiki doll. Literally, I think she might like even lift tiki. it up. She says very beefy. Maybe it was supposed to be because it's heavy. But like you it, walk into his, his apartment, and it's like Kramer's apartment. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking because everything is like clearly non-designed, clearly just for function for a huge giant person. I don't know. only. That's what I thought, and then she saw the tiki, which is like the one tchotchke, like the one piece of decor. No, he's got other weird African art okay. things on the wall. <laughs> what is We're, he like? Johnny Cochran decorated his apartment. No, I, that's the thing. We don't know why she said it's beefy. At that point. Yeah. Because she held up the tiki thing. Maybe. No, I'm the same way. I don't know why. Maybe it had like, maybe it's got one of those like secret things where you push down on the head and an old beefy comes out, but I don't know. No. Some of that Southern, Southern art. Uh, that was a weird line. I don't know what the reference is. It really is. may be like at the time, like, I don't think it would be strange for any of us to go into either person's apartment. And see, like, a tiki thing. Like, it just wouldn't yeah. be a bizarre thing. Sure, sure. It, it, but decor-wise, in the 80s, hipsters don't exist. Like, design shows and so on and yeah. so forth don't exist. It's your grandma's china and this and that. You know, the other thing, like, it doesn't matter if you're poor or you're rich. There's kind of a decor thing. To have, like, a tiki is maybe like having, you know, a, a road sign. Yeah. You know, right. it's... More of a just like he's out there, man. He's out. Yeah, there. it's an out there decor piece, which maybe we don't find as weird now. Uh, and I also think the reason we're like keying in on this moment because that is the other than the bee and her 
motioning to this heavy heavy cement tiki thing is the only time people mention what else is in bull's apartment so we can talk about it now because i mean i guess the table and the the couches but all of bull's doorways are punched out like harry and the hendersons yeah well and here's my thing the front door as you perfectly described it, is done very nicely with, like, crown molding. Yeah, yeah. But then the rest of it... The rest of it, like, going from the kitchen to the living room, is just, like, the Hulk punched, uh, uh, just ripped the top of it off. You can literally see in that one of my faves, Harry and the Henderson, every time Harry comes to a doorway, he just grips the top of the doorway and just pushes it up. Oh, it just smashes it up. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And so there's just odd art everywhere. There's a whole shelf full of, like, Prussian-style glass dolls. Yes! I guess that was, like, to to counterbalance, you know, w- what a precarious, uh, uh, geographically, that building is set in New York City next yeah. to those old railways. And that's how I, I have it written down in my notes. It's like Kramer's apartment. Yeah. And that's kind of what it, like, except it's messier. I also thought it was probably, like, this is an inherited thing. Like, it was his grandma's, and, like, that was her cabinet. Yeah, I had Uh, that feeling, too. I was like, because I have that, I bet you guys felt the same way. Like, just living in New York, you think about apartments and, like, what he, how he was abusing. I was like, I bet that motherfucker's rent controlled. Like, he can do whatever he wants. That's what I was just going to say. There's no reason that you would stay in that place if you weren't. Fucking getting such a rent controlled paying. No, nothing. you're tr- you're right. It does. It reminds me of my great grandmother's house, kind of. Yeah, because she had those. What is the like the really sassy, expensive dolls that you used to have? Oh, yadros. Little, those little like little cutesy like cherubian yadros. Yadros. It's just like little miniatures of like babies dressed as like precious German moments? milk milkmaids, and yeah, like a precious momentsy type thing. Just these little statues, and they were a series, and my great-grandmother had so many, uh, my great-uncle just cut a hole into the drywall yeah. and made more shelving. Oh. So, like, in between <laughs> rooms was, like, a bowl-sized bunch of fist holes, and then just these little miniatures placed in, like, punched-out, cut-out <laughs> spots oh, in the so walls. Cute. Wow. So it's a madhouse. No it's pun a, intended. Yes, living in a madhouse. Um, uh, we find we and then we're introduced to Ernie. So Liz Ernie. And, or is Liz isn't there. So it's just Selma and, and the judge. We meet old Ernie Bolston, um, and we discover that Bull has been watching a baby that uh, his mother dropped him off five days ago. And Harry yes. is very concerned about this. Essentially, and she yeah. said she said she was going for an interview. So essentially, it started out as like, "Bull, can you watch him for a couple hours?" And then she just hasn't been back in five days. She yeah. rubed him. She rubed him. So Bull has his heart of gold, and he's taking care of this abandoned baby. And now, old Judge Stone wants to make that baby an orphan. Send it to those oh, New yeah. York Cuscow Rikers, Word maybe of the state. Oh yeah. yeah, feed them to the cons. Well, first let me let me start by saying, and we'll get this throughout the rest of the episode. But God, it's hilarious when sitcoms back in the day did fake babies. Oh yeah, because now they have they. I, I'm sure babies aren't used in every shot for filming a TV show still to this day. 
But they are, the fakeness of it is masked better. Yeah, sure. And Lord have mercy, this could have just been a, a brick that they were working with. Like, it was not malleable. It was just this huge thing. And everybody who held it, held it awkwardly. But they did cut away to a real but baby. But then they, yes. when they would cut to points. the baby, but only when he was in the bassinet. Yep. Little Ernie, who's not credited, but the baby's voice is credited, who was also a voice on uh, Batman the Animated Series. That's hysterical. I I think just extra voices. I, I didn't get enough research. I was too, too swirly whirled by this crazy episode. But I, I will also say, and I don't want to jinx my baby. Jinx. That's the ugliest fucking baby I've ever seen. It's Butnik. That baby is ugly, and it looked like it couldn't breathe. It was its legs were blue. It was so white, it was nearly clear. Oh, careful! Like monkey's paw. Careful what you wish for. You I might, know you might get a old bull size popping out. <laughs> I just, I just jinx my bite. I know I have a Van Heel. There's a little Viking living inside of me. She's huge. She's heated, and she probably has a big ass head. It's going to be the best bailiff in all of, where are you guys, Akron, <laughs> in all of Columbus. Uh, so, all right, so we're concerned, and then what happens, but we get a knock at the door, and sure enough, the whole gang's there. Old Liz and Dan show up to- Oh, you missed all of Harry's comedic- Chaplin-esque. Oh my god, oh, we yeah. haven't we didn't change the diaper, did we? So uh, uh the baby starts crying and bull and bull says the baby needs food. I'll go get it, you two stay with the baby, and neither Selma or Harry want to stay with the baby. And they all sort of kick it to Selma like, You've probably had kids. And her response is like, No fucking way, I'm out of here. The only thing domestic about me is my perfume. That's right. So Selma not doesn't volunteer. She just straight up says, I'm going to the bodega to get the food. Uh, so she leaves and then Bull goes into the kitchen. And then there's just this odd because Harry's been hating on this fucking baby the whole episode. Bull's in the kitchen and he's uh, shouting orders to Harry like maybe he needs to be changed. So then Harry goes through and Ashley called this from a mile away. Uh, she saw the baby powder and was like, he's going to baby powder. There's going to be a baby powder gag. It's such a bit. It's such a three men and a baby, your Jersey girl. It's that dumb dad bit of like oh, someone yeah. taking care of a baby. Oh, the, you, if someone pulls out baby powder, it's like Chekhov in the gun. If you put a gun on stage, the yeah. gun has to be shot. Harry's powder. powder. If you put a baby powder in a scene... The powder's got to go all over the place. Squirted it in someone's face. Uh, so yeah, then Harry changes the diaper as Bull, you know, sort of shot calls from the kitchen. He goes and Harry throws the diaper away. And Bull's like, don't forget to use the wipes. And so then Harry uses the wipes on his own hands because he's grossed out. I thought that was funny. Um, and then he goes back and then that's when the baby powder explodes in his face. In the baby's face. In the, oh, that's in the baby's face. Not and even. he goes, oh, there you are. Like, he has to, like, Clear wash out the, the, the baby off. Uh, and then Bull comes back. Harry has pinned the, the diaper onto him. and I've just got to also say, and it, it was a funny bit. Like, I get why they did it. But as a modern woman who's about to have a baby, like, I just have to put it out. The dumb dad trope, I'm so done with it. 
I'm so done with men not not knowing. And granted, Harry doesn't have a baby, so I don't think that everybody should know how to use a diaper. But it's just a bit that's so reoccurring and still to this day is reoccurring of the like, well, this is a lady's job. Fuck you. Well, I hope you're not sick of the dumb judge bit because we got about eight more seasons of it. So (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's not like Bull asked him. No, I said dumb dad. I know, but you're dealing with a dumb judge. Yeah, that's true. True. Like Bull didn't ask him to hack a computer like. You use the bathroom every day. You know, like, I take a shit. I need to wipe the shit off of myself. Right. And then cover the baby's bare ass. Like, there, there's not a lot of steps involved. It's You don't have to do open heart surgery with a pen knife. Yeah, and it's just, it, like, and the reason that the joke plays and is funny is because it goes on every guy dude's fear. Like, at the time that it played, it's like, oh, Jesus. Oh. He's changing a diaper? He's a single dude on the hunt for some coups. Well, he's a man. Men don't change diapers. Speaking of, how, do you think... I didn't realize, like, you can leave babies alone like that? Like, when, when Bull went to work? Was that okay for him to do? Yeah, the baby was smart enough to call him. That's who called him. <laughs> no, I thought about that. I think that it, he probably gave it to another neighbor. Oh, another, okay. I think it was being passed around while he was at work. And then, yeah, that neighbor must have called and said, I have to go to work or this happened with Ernie. And he goes, and that's when he was like, I have to go. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, So then now we're up to date and there's a knock on the door. Oh, yeah. And the gang's back in town, baby. And they Uh, are digging this apartment. They are. They're having a heyday. I'm trying to look at. Dan shows up, and what's the first thing he says? Oh, he says, oh, I can't wait to see the bath towels. Oh, yeah, yeah, in reference to the big B. And then he goes to the spool. Which we thought was Bull's table. There's a huge oh, spool yeah, of course. That's at, that holds cable. Dan unravels, unrolls some of the cable from the spool, spool and goes, look, he's got cable. Which, remember, at the time... Not everybody had, and that was super expensive. Like, that was a to-do type of thing. So it's a funny joke. Like, of look, guys, he's got cable. You know what else is super expensive? Like, I get people using the the used spools for furniture, but you're not supposed to take a full-on spool of cable from a construction site. That was like $10,000 worth of cable. (laughs) (laughs) I know, he could have sold that. (laughs) Some poor crackheads got blamed for that and got their heads kicked in. But if you're as strong as Bull and you can heft 500 pounds of cable. And then we also learn Liz sits down and we learn that the sofa that we've been looking at with a a brown, what we assume. Afghan pillows, the whole. Well, yeah, we assume it's just a a sofa cover, which is, you know, common, that it's actually just a blanket put over slabs of concrete. Yeah, Bull has two couches made out of concrete. What an animal. Well, yeah. He said durable and expensive and it's easy to patch. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Dan has returned from Bull's bathroom and he's and his first thing <laughs> is like, Bull, love the tub. Is that life preserver for guests? <laughs> he's just sniffing around there like, um, like a cat in pajamas, isn't he? Oh no, he totally no. You're a cat is yep. perfect because he's just slinking around the background. <laughs> he is, he's sniffing doing everything. Because the next spot he goes to is he goes out on. He's like, "Bull, you got a patio? You got a view?" Goes, "Oh, gee. Uh, he goes, uh, location near transportation. Smart, because he's being a goddamn smartass." And I called it here. In fact, I wrote it down in case I showed yeah. you. But 
you guys trust me. I said, Dan is fucking caught out there in the rain. And sure enough, I kept thinking there was going to be like a cat burglar or some sort of like, because I knew the way the patio, I'm with you. I knew something was going to happen out there. I didn't see him getting trapped, but I was like, some cat burglar is going to come in. And then just jump off the the ledge when he sees. And that that is kind of a New York trope is the apartment near the train tracks. But Casey, you might remember this. Um, That happens like when you and I first moved to New York, we went to a party that was had a rooftop and it was right next to a train to the point where we could have climbed over a fence Mm -hmm. and we were right there on the tracks. But of course we didn't. Instead, we just, and this is insane. This is what young people do when they're dumb. Instead, we just threw whole watermelons at a subway train. Ugh. Yes, that was, it was on my birthday. Yeah. Our first summer in New York. To almost to the day. Almost to the day. No one was injured except for our reputations. Right Right away, too. Right away. Right out of the gate. (laughs) The, the, The invites dried up soon after. Um, so Dan goes out there. He's out on the patio. People are looking around. Bull is rocking this baby on his concrete sofa, like very neurotically. It's very unsettling. It was very odd, like the way he was rocking the baby with that weird smile on his face. It was almost like, uh, I, I like. Uh-huh. There's a scene in Gummo where this um. This woman has like a little doll and she that's what it's kind of like, like a little kid who doesn't quite like knows how to uh, in, intimate or, or kind of like you're rocking a baby, but doesn't quite right. have it. Like, like, the, I guess the way an alien would would take care of a baby. Right. Like that awkward. I've seen people rock a baby. I've never actually touched a living baby. Um, so, yeah, during all of this. Because I want to get to the Dan joke because it's funny and it has one of my <laughs> favorite Selma lines of all time because I'm like, whatever, weird. Oh, yeah. One more weird gag oh, for yeah. Selma. Um, Harry is leaning into Bull about like, we got to give this baby, you got to give this baby away. And Bull is adamant that the mom will come back. And Harry's like, you got to get rid of this kid. Also, it should be said that the mom's name is Mary. Uh, I thought that too. You got- That's baby Jesus Ernie. Baby Ernie Jesus. Good call. Ernie Jesus. That was definite. That name was definitely hmm. picked for a reason. Nice. Yeah. All right. But Mary didn't abandon Jesus, did she? Harry's going to be Joker Claus. Bull's no, be not Joseph. at all. But I think, I think that we have to be, due to the outcome, we need to be on Mary's side. And Mary is a very... Yeah. Obviously, it is the mother name. Virgin Ernie right. Bird? It wasn't Tallulah. Yeah, because everybody expects a Tallulah to abandon Virgin her baby. Virgin Ernie Bird. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Well, poor Tallulah. Oh, boy. This is the 80s. Get in spicy. Freakonomics, uh, man. So as all this is going as all this is going on, uh the trains coming. You start yeah. to hear the like and stuff starts starts to roll and then we start to see Dan like, "Oh, I better get in." Side, I can't get inside the. Oh, and Bull mentions. Did I mention that the door sticks? Bull's focusing on the baby. He's having a conversation. Yeah. But he sees Dan the cat slinking around his apartment, making all these smart ass comments. So he knows Dan's walking into an old trap, and he's he's happy to have it. Oh, totally. And before that, like, so they're all. Bull is trying to decide what to do with the baby. Uh, Selma makes the line. She's like, "I'm gonna go to your kitchen for a smoke." 
this kid should learn his bad habits mm-hmm. in high school like everybody else. So she's sm- smoking indoors, at least in the kitchen. The train, co- the train comes by and just all hell breaks loose out on the on both subway sparks newspaper dirt, yeah the dust, visually that was bags great of stuff a brisk a brisk oh, man, dirty yeah. hot wind oh god just full of that like new york dirt is the it's grossest dirt. oh it's, it's disgusting just yeah it's just like fingernails and rat shit it and does. it's sticky it sticks just look around anybody's apartment in new york like it's just like you can't avoid it it's just dust yeah oh yeah, no, you can't. We also have to. I know that I love Dan. He's my favorite. But literally, Larroquette yeah, nails great. Great. the physical comedy of being thrashed like by this and like keeping his, you know, just trying to s- stay in the same spot. When frantically the, like, no, no, no. When the aerodynamics of the train, the winds hitting him, it is. It's so funny. Also, funny yeah. to be said that everybody lets it happen for that long. Yeah. Before they finally go to help oh, him. Oh, and we forgot to say, uh, this is happening, but before that, Bull said, okay, I'll let the kid go, but Ernie can't go anywhere without Mr. Bazazzi. <laughs> Mr. Wooji. He says, the and then they say, who's Mr. <laughs> Wooji? And he says, it's Wooji or Wooji. It's Bougie. I liked Bajaji or whatever it's name is. It's his teddy bear. And then the biggest laugh, and I'm, I don't like that this gets a laugh, and it still does, and it got a big laugh. Do you guys know what it is? It's such a throwaway line. It's all based on a commercial, and you can say it after anything. He says, what's Mr. Wooji? It's a teddy bear. He can't leave home without it. Huge laugh. I am sick uh, of that Yeah, I was shit. like, why does that get such a pop? Um, so Harry leaves to go to Ernie's apartment to get Mr. Bazaar <laughs> Mr. Bajuji uh, uh, and then the train goes by uh, they let Dan in and he's just haggard covered with dirt his hair's flustered and then <laughs> my favorite I, I need to make a shirt Casey's face when to this say, happened I was just like what the fuck <laughs> he, is she talking about he said that out loud Cause then, so we see Dan and he's all fucked up and at, covered with dirt. He's, and soot he's confused. And he calls burned. Harry Liz. And then, he walks to like he stumbles to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. He's like, "Thanks, yeah. Liz." He's shell shocked. Like I know Harry where you're going. Shell-shocked. And then Selma walks out of the kitchen. She looks fine, except for her cigarette is broken. And so then she, she has an unlit cigarette sticking out of her mouth. But it is bent close to the top, close to the, the tip of it, and the tobacco is, like, coming out. So the the cigarette, it's like if you sit on a cigarette, kind yeah. of what happens, but it's still in her mouth facing yeah. forward and, and askew. And then, Hans, you got to lay this line on us. She pulls that cigarette out of her mouth. She looks at it. She looks at everybody else, and she says, if this were a banana, I'd be dead. What? Casey what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> I I don't. It's one of those lines where like I don't know what it means. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it was said, but it's perfect. Somewhere, like I get you dissect it if you will. I don't think it's necessary, but it's a it's a crazy bit. I don't think you can. I think what it is is that it. I, 
I don't know how this happened, but it got smushed because something got close to her. And if it would have gotten smushed and it was a banana, yeah. would have gone down her throat. I'm just, I think that's, that's I was it. like, is she yeah. choking on a banana? But then I don't know what would have smushed her. I don't know what smushed her from the she subway. She was outside leaning. She was leaning outside having her smoke, right? So she was out the window, oh. I think is what they're trying okay. to say. <laughs> I would have gone with if that was a Virginia Slim. <laughs> Like a long cigarette. Who's, who smokes a banana? Like, who eats I, a banana yeah, like it's, it's a cigarette? A crazy, it's a crazy Selma-ism. No, all I, could, all I could see in the image was Selma with the banana, an unpeeled banana. Yeah, like a, oh, I'm the same way. It's a unpeeled banana. Did you think peeled banana or do you think full regular banana? I just got it off the shelf banana. Because I was like, like, because it would fall and then you'd slip on it? My thought was the train would hit the banana in the same way it hit the cigarette, but it would shoot the banana through the soft part of her brain, and and that's it. Can I we, literally, I can't, I don't know why it's so funny, it's, but it was, it's not even that funny, but your reaction was priceless, because I kind of made a face, and you just went, what the f- because I was looking for something to pull me out of this fucking buzzkill of an episode, and all it was and was the craziest thing I've ever seen. She's not making a joke. Like Selma's no. legitimately bewildered right now. Like, her first response was like, "I think she had a stroke." If that was a banana, I'd be dead. What? Can we just it's all true three? Though, because it is really something that Tony's mom and The Sopranos would say. Yeah. <laughs> you just be like. Okay. If this was a banana, Tony, exactly. I'd be yes. dead. It's somebody slipping <laughs> like, into it's dementia. Crazy old broad. This Polly Walnuts, he's a thug. If it was a banana, I'd be dead. Uh, no, I'm just saying, can we officially agree? Like, oh, I'm going to, can we just go, oh, you guys all know that old chestnut. If it was a banana, I'd be dead. What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> so good. Uh,. So then, oh. do we get the uh, the? It, it goes to the hallway, right? After Harry's this. coming back with with the old Mister Boo Jingles, and somebody's at the door, and sure enough, it's old Deadbeat Mary. Oh, Deadbeat Mary! And Harry says, "Get over here!" And we find out Mary's having a hard time. She needed to take a trip, and where did she need to take a trip, guys? Up in the old Upstairs. brain, which in the tells old me. Coconut. She might need a little... She didn't say she needed to take a trip. She said she got a little lost. And then... Old dickbag And then Harry goes, where do you get lost for six days? And then she goes, up here. The The cell. palace. Yeah, it was, like, it was harsh. Where do you get lost for six days? Like, all right. Uh, I don't know, Harry, either this or I throw this baby off the goddamn bridge. Which, I'll say, like... Mary goes into her story and, you know, she was overwhelmed. And then the more the more time that she wasn't getting Ernie back, she yeah. felt bad uh-huh. about not getting Ernie back. And then that made, gave, gave her more anxiety about going to get Ber- Ernie. So, so on and so forth. All of this happens. And I will say, like, the story, not that interesting to me. To tell you the truth, I'm not that invested in this baby. No, zero. Um, we know you but, don't. You, it's an ugly baby to you. <laughs> baby hate yeah but i will but i will say i found it very interesting because 
I don't even know if the term postpartum depression existed at that time. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There was. That's cr- that's I the. Didn't cr- think of it like and, that. And if the term did, then that was a real big no-no to talk about. Because what was that thing they finally determined? Like it's called like um, infant death syndrome or something, where babies just kind of show up not breathing in their crib, which is something that happens. But there was a hypothesis or a theory now that like because postpartum depression uh, wasn't acknowledged or recognized or people weren't, you know, focusing on this issue. Mm -hmm. A lot of babies got a lot of pillows over babies faces when mom was fucking taking a trip up here getting lost i also i mean i I would say that but i would also think that literally in terms of babies and stuff number one and we learned this from your mother casey yeah you you it used to be the thing that you needed to put your baby on its stomach which is horrible for its breathing yeah yeah and now you know obviously we put babies on their back but i think the other thing is with postpartum i absolutely think it's related not necessarily because the mother intentionally did anything but if you leave a baby to fend for itself for a certain amount of time, it gags on itself. It chokes on itself. Like, there are plenty of things. It doesn't have- You used to learn how to spit in its sleep. Yeah. Exactly. Baby. You're a <laughs> big take, baby boy. take 33 years? Yeah. So, no, I, I think that that could be directly related, but not necessarily, you know, directly related, you know, because of the mother no, killing like, an, an intentional act. Woman, yeah. Clearly, from her description, had postpartum depression or something. Yeah, so I thought it was really interesting that we covered that, and then I just got confused on how it ended. Which Hans, you you know, you said that as well from the beginning. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. What are they going to do with that? And then they really didn't do anything with it. No, they just gave her ugly Ernie, and was like, right. I thought it was going to be more of a like. I know a person that you can speak to about yeah. this. Like, she did. Or there's a... What? She got a referral. She did? Yeah. Bull. No. Okay. Offered himself. Literally. <laughs> Bull no, knows what right. it's like, like to be I up thought here. that it would be an, a, more of an official... Because I was like, oh, they're correction. going here. Like, they're, they're yeah. doing... This is the heavy moment of this episode. And then it was just like for that part of the story. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, give her the baby. Everybody was like, let's get the fuck out of here. I think everybody, including us, was like, "We're just everybody. We're done. Can Take we go your to Muldoon's? dirty baby?" Yeah, and uh, so the con- it concludes. You know, she uh, she gets the baby. She asks if she's going to be arrested when she finds out he's a judge and he's been giving mm-hmm. her all this shit. And you know, no, because everybody you know gets lost for six days. Yeah, uh, and that's cool. That is what I'm coming down on her pretty hard, but it, it is interesting that Harry can uh, really put the foot down at certain times and then just be very lax on the, uh, it's, it's some child endangerment really is what it is. Yeah. But he walks away, They the, everybody leaves and we end up with Bull. Well, before before everybody leaves, the baby says something for himself. Oh my God, you know why I forgot? Words. Because everybody is so passe about it. Blase about it, about, uh, so the baby, they're about to leave, and the baby says its very first word ever. It says, bull. And then everybody's just like, well, 
Okay. That was the baby's first word, and it was bull. Cool. Like, nobody really... Because everybody's just spent. That apartment, yeah. the whole situation is taking Sapped. it Sapped. out of everybody. That episode... The episode went by really quickly for me, but I was very spent by this time. Yeah. Yeah. No, when we got up from the episode, it was just like, shit, all right. I don't have a lot of notes, but shit. Yeah. The, the baby says its very first word, bull. Nobody gives a shit because it's ugly Ernie. <laughs> And then everybody leaves, and Bull is left realizing that the baby can leave home without it because he's got Mr. Woogaloo, and yeah. he's got the bear, and he's rocking on his weird cement couch, and uh, the you hear the train go by, and Bull falls asleep with this baby, and it's and it, it is touching, it's nice, you know, but it's like we're all left just like spent. Oh, but you he Bull offered like everyone leaves at like you said everyone's nonplussed. By the baby's first words being bull, because they're like, I never want to hear his fucking name again after what yeah. he's put me through today. Uh, he, Mary, and ugly Ernie are left in the apartment, <laughs> and she, you know they kind of have a little talk like, are you mad at me, whatever, and Bull's like, I understand when you need a little break from, and he taps on his forehead, and she's like, but I don't have anywhere to go, and he's like, basically, if you ever feel this way again- Come get me. I know some shortcuts. I'll t- yeah, I know some shortcuts oh, yeah, yeah. out of, and he taps his forehead and basically just tells her, if this happens, you can give Ernie to me. Yeah, he's and there. And we'll figure it out. And then they hug. He's her little league backstop, if you yep, will. Always. <laughs> and then he falls asleep, as you said, on his concrete couch next to a baby bottle with a teddy bear as the hell trains ro- ride through once again. Very cute. And it left me writing two things, two questions as I assessed this episode. Was this one funny or was this one just weird? I was thinking that myself. I think it was just weird. What do you think, Ash? Uh, Take Dan out of it and this is an episode of The Twilight Zone. All right, Casey gets a pass for all these, that weird busty chick that he's obsessed with because you have a Dan problem and you might, you're you're lost up here, Ash. You're lost up here. No, I really like, I honestly, I really don't, I I love John Larroquette. I always have, like, I just think he's so funny and so great. But I really like Dan, and Dan, in my opinion, I'm not, haven't been a huge fan of the last few episodes. Dan is the consistent thing True. that doesn't piss me off. With In this episode? In the last two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, and, no, but especially great. in this episode, but literally his bits were funny and remind me of Night Court, not just Dan, but Night Court bits. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. rest of the episode was so bizarre. Like, what was the, like? It, it's like a. It reminds me of that that weird. Sh- the facts of life always seemed a little bit off to me because they yes. hit such serious things, but yeah, really that, quickly. Mm-hmm. And then breezed over them. Yeah, Do you know no, what I'm totally. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like really deep stuff. Different like, strokes too did that. It was yeah, like, it's funny, yes. but this is some real shit. Like a, the mol- a rich <laughs> molester white guy. and the bicycle yeah. cop. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. So it reminded me of those shows. Like if we didn't have Dan in this episode and his. As many bull jokes or physical comedy bits that Dan did, if we didn't have that, like, I would have been like, what incarnation did I just watch? Like, I would just be so confused. And I would say, like, and you, Hans, you and I can talk to some of this, having been in sort of writer's room situations, like, 
like clearly the last few episodes people have brought very specific agendas mm-hmm. so in the writer's room setting like i'm like i can't like it's his episode he wants to write this bull episode about a, a like a mom with postpartum depression i don't particularly think it's funny i can't really punch up any of that but you know what i can do periphery i can i can feeling. boom i can put a cherry on top like yeah i can put a gag in here right that won't change what you want but right it's the only thing i can add to this without going can we start over i don't like any of it <laughs> can we uh, can we get karen austin can we renew that contract um gavel bang time guys oh uh, god damn what i say last time five yeah we said five last time and we should have gotten lower I'm I'm meeting this with five. Uh, I think I'm going to go four. Wow. See, I would have gone four except for I liked this episode better than the last one. Yeah. And I did the last one as five. So I'm just, I'm just. I don't know. This one just did not land with me. I yeah. go five the last one because it was <laughs> so absurd and so just not anywhere near reality. This was too, like. Having that, yeah, you have to. Like, that absurd, you're in Bull's wacky Pee Wee Herman-esque apartment, and then you're dealing with a mom who's tried to drown her baby in the bathwater situation. Like, you have to have some levity to let go of that tension, and I just, it didn't work for me. It should have been funnier. like an episode of Roseanne. Yeah, no, it definitely Roseanne-y, sort of, like you said, facts of life. Like, it's a message, but we're not really a message show. Yeah, it's a message, but we're going to, like, just kind of brush over it. I'm going to go for really hap- it. It was I, very haphazard. I want to give it five solely because Selma's line is going to last. <laughs> well, give Selma's line a ten. Selma's line deserves is a ten. it. Ten gavel bangs. I'm going to go four <laughs> just to have it as a four. It's for a banana. I'd be too- <laughs> I wrote, I, I gave it a five. I gave it a fin. Uh, thinking as per usual, like you guys did last episode, you guys would bring me up, but I think I'm going down to Ashes four, right? You gave it a four. I gave it a five. Casey gave it. You a gave four. it a five. I think I got to go down to your. Excuse me. I got to go down to your four, Case, because uh, I just it didn't it it didn't it didn't it, there was no cohesion for me, and that's not to, and 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 I'm a little bummed. That the first, but you know, it it all can't be a home run. The first bull True. out of the gate, no pun intended. Well, pun intended. The first bull out of the gate wasn't. Um, I liked all of bull stuff. I yeah. like getting to see his apartment. I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked the jokes that they didn't do. I liked all the weird stuff in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that stuff wasn't addressed. I think that's cool. It just. Yeah. It just didn't hit me. Maybe there were so if, many misses. You know, maybe next week, maybe when we do the the, the re- revise the episodes, I just don't think I would give it any higher of a rating. Yeah, I, I well, we'll find out. I think you know what I, you know what the last two episodes tell me, especially since we're coming into the last episode of the season. I think we are gonna get a very court feeling. Back to basics. Uh, that could be wrong, but my True. spidey yeah. sense is tingling that we're going to stick in court. We're going to see a cafeteria to start. 
We're going to get a, a Randy New Yorky court case, and we're going to end it up in chambers. That's Just give me my some gallows. I want right. some gallows. I will, you know what? That's, it's really funny that you say that, Hans, because I think another thing that I've been wanting for are like the real cases. Yeah. 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 So I think I think we're gonna get some. I think. Uh, yeah, I think this is. It's just feelers. I'm not not raking anyone over the coals. I didn't like the episode, but you got to yeah. do this one to. I also realize feel like how far you can go out. You've got to think about this. There, it's you know the last few episodes of the season. They're in transition because they're replacing at least one actor that they know of at this time. Yeah. And Ooh. I think they're still trying to find their voice. Like, they're, it may just been, hey, we're safe for season two. Let's see how this plays. Right. Like, I- that would be the time, not, not the season finale. So yeah. I agree with Hans. We're probably going to go back to basics for the season finale. But for these two episodes, that's the safe zone for them. Yeah. To get weird. Like, to get funky, to get crazy, to see if it works, to try different things mm-hmm. out. And that could have been it. I, I feel like they were misses, but I feel like maybe these were learning lessons moving forward. They and now they'll figure something. out a... Yeah, and... Because we... I was just like, we know that they get weirder. My problem with this episode wasn't the weirdness. And it was... I'm glad you brought it up, Ash, because it's exactly the tone like maybe it was of that era, but it has that like preachy, and we'll go back to it, that facts of lifey feel. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what maybe, it reminded me of. Like that's the style. Maybe that's just kind of like what was in vogue at the time. So they're like, sure. well, we'll try one of those facts of lifey type of episodes, right? Since those were very, very popular shows and methods to use, even in in quote unquote half hour comedies. And whether this was before that or not, it's just that feel. Um, so, yeah, we know they get crazier in the future, so. Yeah, so buckle up. We'll get there. So, yeah, buckle we got two fours up. and a five. Two fours and a five, and we're still alive and kicking. Kicking. Unless that was a banana. <laughs> We'd all be dead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the night is full, and if that was a banana, we'd all be dead. <laughs> I really, oh my gosh, oh, I I want that framed somewhere in my apartment. If that was a banana, I'd be dead. What's that mean? No idea. No clue. You tell me, Who sucker. Knows? We'll we'll sneak that up there, and uh, that'll that'll grace the walls of champs soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the night is long and full of weirdos, y'all. Hey, Case Hans, yep. have a good night. Court. Court. Burp burp. Nice. All right, there you have it. Uh, it's about four in the morning, so I'm a little quiet right now, but there it was, case number 12 in the bag. Bulls, baby. You baby bulls. Um, uh, if you like the podcast, uh, we sure appreciate it. If you download the episode, subscribe to the cast, give us a rate. A review is the best because that helps other people find the pod. And you can also check out our other podcast, Jerk Practice, 
also on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, and our Facebook page at JerkPracticePod and JerkPractice.com. If this pod were a banana, we'd all be dead. Night court. I'm going in the kitchen to have a cigarette. Let the kid learn his bad habits in school like everybody else. (laughs) Dad, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You have got to see that tub. Bull, the life preserver, that's for guests, right? (laughs) Oh, no. For a banana, I'd be dead. <laughs> Chocolate nuts is that heavenly coffee, heavenly coffee, heavenly coffee. Chocolate nuts is that heavenly coffee. Better coffee, a millionaire's money can't buy.